Welcome to Crossing Boundaries, episode 11. This is Elizabeth. X. And Xavier, I feel. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so it's been a while. We are very aware. Xavier's been begging me to record episodes for months now. And so we're back. We are back on our 331st day of marriage. Yes. It's been great, hasn't it? Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about a few different things today. Yes. We're first going to address where we have been, mm -hmm. why the absence. Yes. We're going to address what that has been like for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how things within our relationship have changed. Yep. We're going to talk about the way we feel about each other currently. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Cool. So do you want to tell everyone where we've been? Yeah, we have a baby. On the way. <laughs> well, it's kicking now. She is kicking, but she's on the way. She is. So if you follow us on social media, you already know this. But for any of you listening that don't. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, we are pregnant. Yes. We're currently in the beginning of the third trimester. Mm hmm And it's very exciting yeah. and fun. Mm hmm But it was rough in the beginning, and I did not want to sit down and record a podcast episode, to be quite honest. Yeah. Well, I, I think you were um, sick all around. Yeah. And so there was very little energy for anything. Yeah. And we also were interning for six months. Yes. Um, with our church, which took up any free time that we may have had. Yeah, that's true. But the sickness really is what took me out. Yeah, it did. So I guess we'll go into what it's been like. Yes. <laughs> so I would love your perspective. <laughs> what has pregnancy been like? As a dad to be. Yeah. So um, we found out, I believe it was January 28th. And um, we had just gotten back from Las Vegas visiting Elizabeth's family. Mm -hmm. And um, we went home, took a test. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were excited. We were overjoyed. Um, we called our parents. Yeah. And a great deal of friends. And then we went to sleep just very happy. And then the next morning it was like, oh, I don't feel too good. <laughs> and then that feel. I, I was like, I don't feel too good. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, you know, we're one. So yeah, I said so, we. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that went on for about 18 weeks. Yeah. Of just a lot of sickness and um, a lot of throw up at least once a week. Um, Which I know isn't bad compared to what some other women go through, but I was nauseous pretty much 24-7. Yes, and um, yeah, so sick a lot, fatigue quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, the range of food cravings was pretty wild. Yes. Um, especially for you, because yes. you, eat, you eat really well, and then um, this definitely threw us for a loop. <laughs> 
seamless became our best friend. It did. Um, not our bank account, no. but um, it was fun. And yeah, it was it was just an unexpected challenge, only because I never considered being pregnant. I think I thought of getting pregnant, mm-hmm. and I thought of having a baby, but I never it never occurred to me that um, you could be sick. Right. And so I think that's what threw things off for me. Yeah. I think it threw me off, too, because, I mean, I considered being pregnant, but I more so thought about, like, oh, I'll have, like, a belly, mm-hmm. and that's cute, but the sickness yeah. part wasn't really on my radar, and, yeah, I didn't expect it to take me out so bad. Mm-hmm. And there were days where I was just like, am I just sick? Like, <laughs> am I not pregnant? Am I just like, do I have a disease or something? Is something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And it was really hard. Even in the first couple of months, I remember like a few times where... I would just cry mm-hmm. and tell you how hard it was. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> and it's funny to look, like look back on that already because I feel so different. Mm-hmm. But now it's starting to get challenging again yes. in a different way. Mm-hmm. Just fatigue and um, leg cramps. Leg cramps, heartburn, trouble sleeping. Yeah, and then your hips. The hips cramp up. Yeah, but. All of that is worth mm-hmm. this gift that we have coming. So yeah. we're very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Xavier is very excited. Mm-hmm. He talks to her at least three times a day. Yep, I do like more. Like full-on conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to work on multiplication tables today, okay? Yep, yep. <laughs> and she's got to pick what college she wants to go to. Right. Um, so we, we have very in-depth conversations. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, all right. So how have things changed within our relationship as far as roles, responsibilities, and boundaries and communication? You asking me? Yeah. So I don't know if there's one thing in particular that changed as opposed to, um, I had to learn a lot more of um, your nonverbal communication. Mm. Like I'd look and see like how you were feeling and I was like, mm, no, something's wrong. Or if we're getting ready, I would make sure that I got up a little bit earlier yeah. just to anticipate. Like I know you're going to want to sleep, but I know we need to get some stuff done. Yeah. Um, also anticipating like when we're going anywhere, do you need a bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I think I can't pinpoint one particular thing, but I can say that I spent a lot of time just paying attention to your nonverbals and learning, um, what you were, what was a normal pattern for you Mm. and then saying like, all right, I'm going to ask this question or I'm going to pay attention to this, um, for me. Mm. Thank you. (laughs) That's sweet. Um, I know in the beginning, I used to do most of our grocery shopping and cooking Mm -hmm. because, one, I like it, but two, I have the time in my schedule that you don't necessarily have, and that was a big role that had to change because I had so many food aversions, 
the grocery store made me <laughs> sick. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't cook at all. And so Xavier would go from being at work from 5 a.m. till 8 p.m. to then coming home and making himself dinner, cooking all his food for the next day, and cleaning the apartment, and pretty much doing everything around the house that mm-hmm. I used to do. Yeah. And it was just, I could not be around food like as far as like cooking it yeah and my cravings like we already said were really weird so i was constantly buying food for myself Mm -hmm. and then i would just fall asleep at like six o'clock at night yeah (laughs) so there was a lot of like we typically do not go to bed separately yeah but in the beginning it was almost every night i was asleep long before you were ever in the bedroom yeah and it wasn't because you weren't tired yet. It was because you were doing dishes and cooking and yeah. taking care of the house. So, mm-hmm. but you you had a very important role, though. Thank you. And you had to um, the baby took over, and yeah. so I know that it it wasn't you, right? And um, we we've gotten back to doing a lot of things together yeah. now, um, but quite a bit in the beginning. Yeah, it was like learning that you were just out of commission yeah and not like not because you wanted to just because you just didn't have an option yeah yeah it was really it was really crazy mm-hmm. to look back on yeah um also as far as like boundaries i don't think boundaries within our relationship necessarily had to change but boundaries outside of our relationship mm-hmm. definitely changed um, just as far as like <clears throat> social activities and oh, yeah, yeah. saying no to a lot mm-hmm. and, um, just having to be home a lot earlier than we would normally expect to be or mm-hmm. saying no to really early things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even with work, like there were a lot of mornings that I just could not get up. Yeah. And so you know, I would have to cancel sessions, and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of, like, for me, learning how to assert myself mm-hmm. and kind of, like, draw the line, like, where what I could actually do and what I couldn't do, which was actually really hard because yeah. I'm very much, like, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I could do everything. Like, girl power. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> and it was, like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. Or even, like, telling Xavier if we were out somewhere with friends, like, I I actually need to go home. I don't yeah. feel good. Mm-hmm. I need to go to sleep. And so, luckily, I have a very flexible husband. Um, but, yeah, I have learned through pregnancy how to really set boundaries for myself and just stand up for myself and you know, know when enough is enough and when it's time to go. Yeah. I think you also had to learn that you not being able to um, work or you not being able to be a part of um, whatever that that thing is, it wasn't a reflection 
of your character. Yeah. It just is the reflection of where you are right now. Yeah. And so I think you, that took a while to, for you to be comfortable with that. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, part of me didn't have a hard time setting those boundaries because I knew it was for the benefit of the baby. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for me to put her first mm-hmm. and, and say, like, well, I don't want to risk doing something that could potentially harm the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to. But realizing, like you said, that it wasn't like a character flaw on my mm-hmm. part. And yeah. it wasn't like laziness. It was just like, you just yeah, can't. We're, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tapped, I'm tapped it out. Yeah, you just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So... The next question we came up with was, did did the way that we feel about each other change? You can go first. So. My answer will depend on what you say, though. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the way I feel about Xavier did not change. But I definitely am way more thankful for him. Which I was already, like, very thankful. I knew I had a great husband. But um, just seeing, like, how much he's willing to sacrifice and, like, do for our family is really overwhelming in a good way. And um, I just am, like, so, so thankful for you (laughs) because... I could not have gone this far in pregnancy without all of your support. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, I remember in the beginning, like, when I couldn't do anything and I would watch you, like, working so hard and then, like, doing so much around the house and never complaining about anything and being like, wow, like, what did I do to deserve this person? Um, But even now that I've been feeling better, it's like, like what you were saying about being a, aware of my nonverbal cues. It's like I see that more now that I'm like not sick all the time. That even just with it being summer that you're always checking on me. And um, like if Xavier doesn't have to work, like he comes with me to my clients just to like escort me and make sure that I make it there and that I'm comfortable and that I have food and water and you know there's been more than a few times where I've scheduled clients too close to each other and had to rush to get from one person to the next and he'll show up like waiting for me at my next client with snack (laughs) (laughs) so um, I'm just overwhelmingly grateful for such a like thoughtful and care caring husband and yeah i just think our little girl is so lucky to have you wow um i didn't pay her to say that by the way (laughs) (laughs) um did the way i feel about elizabeth change it did but for the better in terms of just understanding wow like what like we both wanted kids but I don't have to carry a child. Um, and so just seeing this process play out made me go, wow, like I'm even more in love with you, which mm-hmm. I thought was um, 
I didn't know if that was possible, uh, but it's pretty crazy to just watch you go through this and then watch you because I'm with you. I get to, um, I'll see the complaints. I'll hear the complaints. You know, I get to know a little bit more, but when you get in front of, um, other people, and it's not like you're hiding it, but you just, you never had or adopted a victim, um, mentality. Like you would just smile. You're like, let's do it. We're all in. I'm here. I'm ready to work. What, what, what do you need me to do? And, uh, so that has been, um, an amazing thing to watch and just, you know, even though you weren't able to physically do a lot of things, you mm-hmm. still did, you still supported and you still encouraged and you still made sure to remind me, um, that, you know, that you believed in me and that you supported me and we're in this together. You did that a lot. Yeah. And so, um, the physical things, you know, I wouldn't allow you to do it anyway, yeah. but you still did your part. And so that's, um, that's been amazing to watch as you grow another human being inside of you. Thank you. Yeah, Xavier basically has been carrying my bag for the past six months, <laughs> seven months, um, because my body hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I always look at him and go, man, this guy loves me a lot. <laughs> and I just think that's such a special um, place to be and such a special experience that we get to have with each other. So, yeah, I think that <clears throat> if you are married and you're thinking of starting a family, um, one thing we've been telling our friends is just be prepared that pregnancy is rough yeah. or it can be. Everyone's experience is different. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just didn't really consider how tough it could be. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of thought that, yes, you have nine months to prepare for the baby, but we were thinking like, oh, it's like a mental preparation yep. and it's, you know, getting your apartment ready, but it's actually like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot physically. And so that's something we've just been telling our friends is be prepared that, you know, if you guys got pregnant tomorrow, like four weeks from now, you might not feel very good. Yeah. And it might last mm-hmm. for the A whole pregnancy. Time. Yeah. So I would say be prepared for pregnancy as much as you are prepared for the baby coming mm-hmm. or the idea of a baby coming soon. And also just being flexible and knowing that things within your relationship are definitely going to change. But I think it's also like that is preparation for the baby coming. Yeah. Because we're going to have this little person Mm -hmm. with us who needs us to survive. Yep. And she's going to be taking up some of our time that we would normally have to be alone. Yeah. All of our time that we (laughs) have to be alone. At least initially. Yeah. And so it's teaching us you know, like we've been very good about date night. Yes. Like we stick to our date night because we know there's only so many left before she's here. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us know that we want to get a babysitter immediately because mm-hmm. we're both kind of, um, what's a nice word? Overly loving. Yes. <laughs> overly loving. Um, yeah. So 
just a little uh, my little two cents about if you're considering yeah trying for a baby soon mm-hmm. um what would you say a couple should read mm. um i mean like in preparation for a baby or pregnant um, well, I've been reading a lot of birthing books. Okay. And I think those are great. I think that if you're not pregnant yet, they might be overwhelming. Okay. Um, That's even good advice to share. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. And it can be extremely overwhelming mm-hmm. to absorb it all <laughs> and so i found that like there's just certain books that i gravitate to mm-hmm. because they're encouraging yeah and they use positive language around birth and um it's not like such a scary thing mm-hmm. um one of them is the hypnobirthing book okay and i cannot remember the author's name right now and the other one is Ina or Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. Mm. Um, and the Mama Natural Week by Week Guide to Pregnancy and Childbirth by Genevieve Howland. One of my friends gave me this. And I like it a lot better than the What to Expect When You're Expecting, which I also have. But I found that with that book, there was just so much in there that I don't know that I necessarily need to know mm-hmm. because it wasn't relevant to me. Yeah. Um, so those have been my three books Yeah. for a couple in preparation for marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that just working on your communication with each other and your boundary setting mm-hmm. within your relationship would be the best place to start okay because i think the healthier your marriage is when you jump on this journey Mm -hmm. (laughs) the better because it is tough yeah and you and i talked about this in the beginning how it's easy to see how couples can create distance with each other during pregnancy Mm -hmm. and maybe never get that back yes and so we've been really intentional about um like, this is our experience. It's not my experience. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I am the one physically carrying the baby, but, you know, Xavier is at every doctor's appointment. Yeah. Every appointment imaginable, he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never, like, just about me. So um, it allows him to really be part of the experience yes and um and also it's my responsibility too to be very open with him about how i feel yeah because if i mean he's had a few instances where like he's talked to guy friends that have kids and they're like oh that's weird like is she okay like (laughs) you know like is that normal and they have no idea what their significant others have gone through yeah to like have a baby yeah 
And I'm just like an open book with Xavier because if I don't share with him, there's how no way hard I'm gonna know. Is, yeah, yeah, or what it's like for me, um, especially in the beginning when it wasn't just that it was physically challenging, but it was very mentally and emotionally challenging for me. Mm-hmm. And there were days where like I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I was like really sad and really upset. And it was just because, you know, you feel like inadequate as a person and as a wife. And um, and so me sharing that with him gave him more perspective yes. on what this is like for me. It's not just this excitement that something we've been praying for happened. Yes. Um, it's actually like a lot going on in your body and your mind and hormone yes. changes and... Yeah, and there's also a lot of um, mo- um, milestones too. Yeah, you know, like where you're you're concerned, like like I believe you can't go to the doctor until you're like eight weeks, and so then you're like in this waiting p- pattern period where you're like, oh man, wait till we can't wait till we get to eight weeks, and then after eight weeks, you're like you know get out the first trimester, and then there's all this weird. Mm-hmm language around you don't want to say anything before you get out the first trimester because if you say something you lose the baby and then you know it goes on and on and on so yeah yeah and and then all the testing and everything and yeah um something we decided was that we were going to tell all of our close friends and family that we were pregnant like right away yes because our thought process was we want people to celebrate with us and we want people praying for us. Mm-hmm. And if we did lose the baby, those same people would be there to walk through that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just our own personal decision. decision. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we did that. Yeah. Um, because it was great just like going through this for the first time like it was very scary the first trimester because everyone talks about losing the baby yeah and i mean there were days where i was just like oh my gosh like what if something yeah what if something's wrong or what if something happens and just knowing that i had all these people praying for us was like whatever happens it's what was supposed to happen and we're gonna be okay yeah and so i don't have to like worry or be upset or be freaking out but i even was like hesitant to make our first doctor's appointment yeah because i was just so worried like what if something's wrong with the baby yeah yeah you know and then it's like they do all this testing and some of the testing we didn't want and they did it anyway and so it was just it's been an adventure to say the least a fun one at that yes um should we talk about our journey to getting pregnant okay so when we got married last august 331 days ago (laughs) we decided that we wanted to start trying to have kids right away yes because we both knew we wanted to have a family 12 kids not 12 but definitely not 12 now but i'm still (laughs) hoping (laughs) yeah that's well. Um, we both knew we we wanted to have kids, and I mean that was a huge thing for us, just as a couple. Like that really drew us together even closer was that we both really 
looked forward to having a family. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I just, in the back of my mind, of course, I'm a woman. And so I'm thinking about my age and I'm 34. Now I'm 34. I was 33 at the time. And I just thought, like, I don't want to wait to start trying mm-hmm. and then have trouble. Yeah. And then regret having started trying earlier. Mm-hmm. So even if it took us a couple of years, I was still like relatively young. Yeah. And which is your, which is your own personal decision. Yeah. And we're just explaining ours. Right. And my parents actually had me and my siblings much later in life, and so it never occurred to me that I would have trouble getting pregnant because mm-hmm. they didn't. But um, it's still just. I work in the health and wellness industry and I work with a lot of women that have trouble getting pregnant. And so it was just something in the back of my mind, like it is a possibility and I need to be completely open with myself that it might not be as easy as I would like it to be. Mm -hmm. So we started trying right away. A lot of love went down. (laughs) And every month, I was not pregnant. Yeah. And I was using all of these um, cycle tracking apps. And um, I was, you know, telling Xavier when I was ovulating. And so we were like (laughs) (laughs) tracking everything. And on top of that, like with my knowledge of nutrition and wellness, um, I have like worked with a lot of women to help them get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I know how to do this. Like I literally do this for a living Mm -hmm. and yet for myself, it's not happening. Yeah. Don't forget we, um, ate according to the weeks, right? Didn't we do something like that? Like a certain week was sweet potatoes. Yeah. So I do, (laughs) well, I do this with my clients. It's called cycle syncing, but Mm -hmm. that's a different, that's a different subject. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, I was doing everything that I knew I should be doing, mm-hmm. and month after month, we were not getting pregnant, and yeah. I started to, like, really, like, worry if this was going to be a lot harder than I thought it was, yeah. and I was also, like, fighting with myself, because I'm like, this is why you guys decided to start trying right away, in case you had trouble, Yeah. so I don't know why you're, like, freaking out. Mm-hmm. But it's this battle within you, and it's hard every month when you're like, oh, great, like, not pregnant again, Mm -hmm. not pregnant again. And I would take pregnancy tests, like, just hoping maybe it would be positive, and they wouldn't be. That I knew nothing about. Yeah. (laughs) Xavier would come home, and I would be, like, either really sad (laughs) or really mad, and he'd be like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. Are you sure? Yes, nothing. And then eventually it would come out that I took a test and it was negative. <laughs> um, so after a few months of doing that, I decided that I was not going to take a pregnancy test ever again. Yeah. Unless my period was like five or more days late. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I, with everything that I do as far as like cycle syncing <laughs> that Xavier was talking about, I know exactly like when my period should start so um i stopped with the the test um but i still wasn't getting pregnant and so one day 
I just had a complete breakdown and was crying and I was really upset and Xavier goes get your, get your phone out <laughs> <laughs> and I was like why <laughs> he's like delete all the apps all of them delete them all and I was like okay well and he's like no right now <laughs> like right now delete them all and like don't open them don't think about it and I, I was, said it with a little bit more bass in my voice though okay well <laughs> I don't have the bass so anyway, so he got me to delete all the apps and I said, you know what? He's right. Like we trust God that we're going to have a family one day and we don't know what that's going to look like or when that's going to happen, but we do know it is part of our story. Mm-hmm. And when I say what that's going to look like, I don't know. I didn't know if that meant that we would have our own children or if that meant we would adopt. Yeah. But I was trusting God with the timing and um, by like being obsessive with all these apps and everything, I really wasn't trusting. So deleted everything, gave it to God, prayed about it a lot. Mm -hmm. And the next month we just enjoyed being married Mm. and, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, spending time with each other and, I actually was like, well, we for sure are not going to get pregnant this month (laughs) because we did everything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like all of the timing and everything that I, it didn't have the apps anymore, but I know my body very well. And so as much as I tried to like not think about um, where I was in my cycle, I was very aware and I just knew we didn't time anything right. (laughs) And so I was okay with it. And I was literally waiting to start my period when we went to Vegas. And it just kept not coming, not coming, not coming every day. And by the time we got home, I was five days late. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, that's my rule. Like, let's get a test. And when it said it was positive, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one month that, like, pretty much everything felt like it was yeah. wrong and... I didn't (laughs) (laughs) and I wasn't um, tracking and um, like pretty much everything just seemed like this isn't going to work out and it did. And so um, I hope that is like hopeful for people who might be trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Encouraging. And I think that a lot of it was just the stress that I was putting on myself mm-hmm. to get pregnant, especially like being somebody who does that for a living Yes, in helping people get pregnant. It, I've put so much pressure on myself and that's like something that people in the wellness industry do anyway mm-hmm. is they think that they need to like look a certain way or like be a certain body fat percentage. And so for me, it was like, well, I should get pregnant on our honeymoon for like, you know, for what I do. And it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, you know, we've known people who have tried for years and gotten pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of it. And, um, yeah, I think that it is a tough journey. Um, and it can be exhausting. But if you're in that season right now, we just want to encourage you to like 
really prioritize your marriage. Yeah. And just trust God with mm. the rest. Um, because your spouse is going to be with you forever. Yes. Um, long before and after children come and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the best thing that I think you can do is just love on each other and yeah. have fun. Love on each other more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to add? Yeah. Um, I think for I know that there's a lot of material for um, women that are trying to get pregnant and um, moms to be. Mm-hmm. There isn't uh, a lot of information material for dads yeah. and um, or guys who are stepping into that phase of life where they're like, all right, we're trying to get pregnant. So what I will encourage um, you guys out there to do is to visualize and then write down what kind of household you want to have. Right. So like write down your goals. What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to feel like? And begin like working backwards towards that. Uh, One of the things that Elizabeth and I do um, every night is we have a little journal that we are writing to our little daughter and we just kind of either go through what happened that day or we talk about a doctor visit. We share something along the journey um, that we're on right now and that she has joined us on because 20 years from now when she's reading it, we won't remember every single detail, but it's important for her to know the story of which she came out of. Yeah. Um, so that, that's something also getting in check, you know, words Mm -hmm. that you have spoken over yourself, words that people have spoken over you, um, figuring out, is this a real thing or is this something that I created? Um, those are all things that, um, you can be doing and researching and reading books and, um, finding your own way on that journey. And that will only help, um, your family and you and this child to be. Yeah. I bought Xavier a book and we won't tell you what book it is because he wasn't really a fan. <laughs> but it was very hard to find a book for dads to be because a lot of them just looked so cheesy and so I bought one that I thought wasn't and it all just kind of said the same thing like rub your wife's feet and like you know, rub her back when she's throwing up. And Xavier's like, what were you doing before she got (laughs) pregnant? Like, how did you love her before you got pregnant? If this is like the best advice you can come up with. So I think it's unfortunate that there's not more information out there for dads Mm -hmm. on how to like step into this journey. And I think that stuff is important to to support your wife because as we talked about already, it's very challenging. But there's so much more that goes into being a father mm-hmm. than, like, holding your wife's hair back while she vomits. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would definitely say, like, start to work on some of that interpersonal stuff. If you haven't already, you should be doing it anyway, um, just because it's going to help you be a whole person. Um, but if you haven't, no big deal. I would start um, working on that focusing on that because it will change your relationship um, with your spouse 
as well as it would only change and enhance your relationship with your child mm -hmm. because um, they're not going to understand the context in which you speak. And so you want to make sure that you are speaking to them at a level that they'll understand that's loving and patient and kind. Yeah. All right. So last part, what are we looking forward to? I'm looking forward to ice cream dates. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> Can I come? Um, I'm just looking forward to, I think it's such a uh, blessing to get to like raise a child. Yeah. And I think that it's also very special to get to watch your spouse with your child. Yeah. And even just like Xavier talking to her in my belly is like, really meaningful to me and so i can only imagine how much more it's going to mean to me when she's out mm -hmm. and i can see like how he loves her as well as he loves me and i just think it's cool that we get to create a life together and and have like this little family yeah. three of us mm -hmm. for now <laughs> yeah yeah, and uh, I'm just looking forward to her little personality. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she's going to be a, a mean baby or is she going to be, you know, a happy baby? Like, we, we don't know. Like, I'm just <laughs> looking forward to it, you know. She's going to be smiling all the time, you know. Is she going to want to talk to everybody, you know. Is she going to be adventurous mm -hmm. or is she going to, like, stay within the confines or whatever that we put her in? Yeah. Um, I, I'm just looking forward to learning all of that stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And all the talents and gifts that God has put in, put on her and in her yeah. and seeing that come to life and being able to help steward that Yeah. and then see her like take like small steps and then go out on her own and say, I'm going to college. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking forward to all of that. Yeah. It's exciting. And even like when you talk about her personality, it's like I feel like she already has a lot of personality, mm -hmm. even in the womb. Like she does not like the sonograms or nope. the heart rate monitor. Nope. She runs away from them. And I think that's so funny. Mm -hmm. Like, how does she know what's going on? Mm -hmm. um, she likes to kick a lot. Mm -hmm. And then when Xavier starts talking to her, she stops. Yeah. And then usually when he walks away, she'll start again. <laughs> and so it's funny. It's like, is she listening to him or is she like being rebellious? We can't tell. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's fun and it's exciting. It is. Cool. Well, we are going to do our best yes. to keep recording. Yes. Especially before she gets here mm -hmm. so that we can keep putting out new content and keep the conversation going yeah and we just want to um continue to be transparent and vulnerable and um just l letting you guys peek into our lives mm -hmm. and our relationship and ultimately hoping that that will help you in your relationship yep whether you want kids or not whether you want to get married or not mm -hmm. whatever wherever you find yourself um something that has said something that has been said or will be said is for you yeah so let us know if there's some a specific topic you want us to cover. Yes. And if you have any questions or comments, 
and share yeah. this with someone that you think might benefit from it. As always, please send all feedback to Elizabeth <laughs> only, okay? Only to Elizabeth. His dad joke practice has just gotten stronger and stronger. But a bunch. All right. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.